This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to a summer edition, I think we're calling it, um, of the W12 podcast. Um, we were all a bit bored, sat at home, waiting for transfer news. So we thought we would just all jump on a pod and have a chat and get our views out and hopefully give you some new people something to listen to. Um, as QPR, it's been an eventful last few weeks. So we're going we're gonna to pick the bones of it just quickly on the pod. Doug, hello. Hello, mate. Are you all right? <laughs> You all right? Um, yeah, I'm still recovering from my foot injury, but apart from that, it's all good. Your foot injury. Your my football, my football career is over. Yeah, broken ankle and torn ligaments. Yeah, not good. Uh, you fitted at QPR. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jack, uh, welcome back, mate. Yeah, cheers, lads. Uh, good to see you all. I think like you need to share the picture of Duncan getting injured on Twitter. Oh, no, we need to, don't no, we? It's such an embarrassing photo. Come on, like, hey, <laughs> I look. Is it embarrassing because of the opponent? Yeah, because of the opponent. Come on, like, I'm, I'm 35 years old, lads. I'm no longer in my heyday. <laughs> well, if we get a special request on Twitter to see it, right, then it's going up. So that, we'll leave it out there. That's we'll have to put like a like a little thing out saying it's like a graphic image. So like if you get sick easily, don't look at it. <laughs> Jack, new job going all right, mate? Yeah, settling in all right, mate. Um, yeah, yeah, you guys treat me well. It's good. Good, good. Uh, Chris, new welcome back, mate. You missed the last one, didn't you? Was it last one of the season you missed? I did. Yeah, no. Uh... My daughter was, I think she was about 10 days old at that point. Um, right. Yeah, she's seven weeks now and yeah, we're, we're doing well. Uh, <laughs> she went down quite easily tonight, so she must have knew I needed some time to <laughs> chat QPR and uh, all the exciting stuff that's gone on the last few weeks. <laughs> cool. All right, mate. Welcome back. Well, look, we, I ran a poll. I thought, like, let's just see what everyone wants to talk about. I mean, I had an inkling it would be transfer news. Um, and it's actually this has come quite a good, quite a good time because especially today I've seen I've, every time I look at my phone I see a different player linked. I don't know whether it's boredom and people are just making up stuff and people are using the lazy Wickham link as to to, to 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 sort of make transfer rumors. If I'm honest, some people seem to think they know more than Gareth Rangers, but I actually I'm not sure that there is a lot going on at the club. I don't know. I'm, not, I'm just getting a feeling uh, and a few bits and bobs that are floating around news wise. Um, We've got, this is just today that I've seen, Lewis Wing, Bradley Dack, Luco Nine, which is never going to happen, Sorba Thomas, um, who else we got? Um, Begovic, the keeper, I saw. We've also seen he's gone to Luton. That one didn't do well. And um, is it Fabinho, Fabinho, Fabinho at Wickham, the centre-back? Um, I've seen him. Lads, what do we make of it? Who wants to crack on with some of them? I think the worrying thing for me is that we only seem to be scouting a certain team from League One called Wickham. 
we're going to be Queen's Park Wanderers next season or something. Like, I'm a bit concerned that we're not looking further afield than just You've been thinking players. about that all day, haven't you? I have, yeah. <laughs> You've been thinking about that all day. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, but, like, you know, I feel like I'm a bit underwhelmed with who we're being linked to, I suppose, to put it like that way. I feel like there's no, like, nobody's getting me excited that we've been linked to, really. Is my personal opinion on the transfer rumours so far? I think as ever, it's it's tough to know whether there is actually any truth in this stuff. Like, if you are a journalist or an accountant on Twitter, it is so easy, like you said, Ben, and lazy to link us to Wiccan players because people will believe fifty percent will believe it. You have twenty five percent be like, yeah, I can see it, and then the other twenty five be like, oh, whatever, that's just basic stuff. Or you just want that Angel account is going to look at like, Wickham. You know that like verified account or someone who you really believe in, like you re- like yeah. You know, do, do, do you remember when um who was it that was tweeting about? Uh, well, it was Fabrizio, was it? wasn't it last time? Um, well, Fabrizio, that's yeah. it. He kept doing QPR, didn't he? I was loving that. Who was the yeah, one he sorry, did? Was Chris. it Kenneth Powell? Yeah, yeah, he did Kenneth Powell, didn't he? And he, he did it. Who else did he? Yeah, I think he did Salter. I'm not sure. Someone like, he did a couple. Yeah. But you, well, that's you know it. We need to wait to see it. who he links us with then. Um, yeah. yeah, like I just, yeah, I take everything with very much a pinch of salt at this stage. We'll come on to it, but obviously the director of football is the number one issue for me. I'd like to think we're very sort of slow and steady before the director of football comes in in terms of who we're gonna who we're gonna bring in, like deep discussions about that. Because let's say we're like, okay, well we have we we're going to bring in five players before a director of football comes in. Then the director of football comes in and looks at those five players and goes, well, I wouldn't have signed them or I don't understand why you've done this because you're about to bring me into a job. Let's say we're interviewing them right now. They should be kind of coming with their, well, philosophy. And I feel either a style of player or certain players to go, these are the ones I think can um, strengthen our squad then you have a discussion with the scouting team and with Ainsworth about that rather than other departments just going, yeah, well, we're going to sign these players because Ainsworth's worked with them before. But does but, it not feel of like uh, they're giving Ainsworth the reins a bit this summer? Like a lot of what he was saying at the end of the season was I'm yeah. going to rip the squad up kind of thing and put my put it in my image. And yeah, I know, I know we've signed one ex-Wickham player in Smith and I'm not sure... I don't know, Lakesh, I don't know if he would have been on Ainsworth shortlist at, you know, end of last season, but that feels more like an Andy Belk signing, doesn't it? Or, you know, the previous regime under Ferdinand, but I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know if they're in a rush to get the director of football in. It doesn't feel like it, does it? It doesn't seem like we're in a rush to get many players in. It's all so slow at the moment. And, uh, you know, the, we're now in July. I was, I was expecting a few free transfers by now. Um, Few more wickets. <laughs> like the pace of the director of football thing is worrying me slightly. Like I feel like they're not going to be making any transfers until this director of football is in. And like you said, we're now in like beginning of July. Pre-season's literally around the corner. You would ideally want some new signings in to bed in during pre-season. Like the longer we leave it for a director of football, we're going to be missing out on all these players that are now like unattached. You think it's like sharing the Dieng and people like that to get sold to open up the funds a bit, or so I what? think so. So I think that well, I, I I think to a degree, I don't think completely. I think the free transfers are not the. I guess if you get in, well, I don't know what, but just say you know five, six, seven, eight million for these two. I don't know. I'm I'm sort of being very optimistic, I think. But say we were to round that, I guess that opens up a whole world of different type of players, um, and. I don't know. You, you may, but then I don't think that share is going to go anytime soon. I think that's feels like it's going to be a bit of a later in the window. Someone sort of not panicking, but yeah, kind of like Luton, Sheffield United, maybe Leicester losing Harry um, Harvey Barnes later on. Um, but then if you've got that kind of funds behind you, I guess it does open up type of player. You know, do you know what I mean? Like you might be able that that centre midfielder you got on, you know on a free for, for paying him because he's on a free a bit more and do you know what I mean you've promised you know there'll be discussions about starting and then you've got another three four five million there I don't know 
I guess what I point is, Jack, I think that there's a truth in it, but how much? I don't know. I think there's that, the DFO, you know, I think that they're, they're, the club are panicking, that they don't want to sign any more injury-prone players. So they've got that guy into there, haven't they? Um, um, director of performance. Was it, was it Williams? Yeah. Or the, uh, and Williams. Yeah. 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 So, it, so that's a new role. I think they're getting that in, right? Um, and I think we're doing our due diligence on every player. I don't think we can risk. I, 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 in the notes, Angel, I've said we're going to be on a smaller... It's going to be a smaller squad this this year, yeah. so so that that kind of indicates that we're not going to get as many signings as we think, unless there's players leaving more. Um, but I just think it's a bit of all of that, isn't it? I, I we're probably just we're just out there seeing what's out there. Probably and there's probably link. There's probably I'll say offering having good discussions with agents, and then it gets leaked out as if we're after them. Do you know what I mean? I think there's probably a bit of that as well. Yeah, I wouldn't sure. be surprised if we've had conversations with players who are available on the free. But realistically, an agent's not going to say to them, yeah, sign today, because he's Absolutely. going to go, I can get you, this other club will be interested in you in three days, five days' time, and I can get you more money than that. Whereas Let's we might leak it like, out. Look, that's Let's what, leak yeah, it out. And, yeah, yeah, that's what we're going to offer you as, as you, to come to QPR. If you want it, great. If you don't, fine. But we're not just going to increase it because your agent said no. Obviously, that is... Maybe I'm taking an optimistic view because I don't. We shouldn't be in a position where we just turn around and go, "Okay, I'll just give you what you want." Like that can't happen. Um, going back to the when we bring players in, I think the absolute key is bringing players in before we go on tour. You talk about so much, but how successful teams are like, oh, we really bedded together and put up this camaraderie and this um, team spirit when we went on tour. You learn a lot more about. Um, other players as individuals when you do travel with them. So that tour to Austria is key for new signings, in my opinion. So if we didn't sign anybody before that, that would that would concern me a little bit more. Especially with the way Ainsworth is in terms of, look, we want the right characters. We want this great team spirit. Everything is about positivity. I mean, how many times have we moaned last season that either we don't have the right characters or they're not together or this kind of thing so that's got to be the thing he really beds in together um from the training photos of pre-season I, I haven't counted the amount of players we've seen in those photos but it honestly seems like a handful um like they're struggling to probably have a seven aside game at the moment i'm gonna have to go through and count the players but it doesn't seem many there was there was eight <laughs> eight first team players i think the, the first two weeks Wow. Yeah. So that I mean, I don't know if Balogun was in that or, but eight first team players um, is a bit of a worry, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. I mean, he's definitely padding it out with players he didn't even want to put on the bench on the final game of the season. You know, at Brist against Bristol City, yeah. which would would have been an opportunity to, you know, try someone that might not necessarily be ready, but you don't know until you throw him in, sort of thing. But yeah, there's a lot of holes to fill. What was it, about twelve to thirteen first teamers? if you want to consider the likes of like Shadipo, I guess the first teamer as well in there. So, yeah, I mean, the, the two signings we've made, I mean, I don't know what people's thoughts are, but I, I quite like the Smith signing for what it is. You know, it's a free transfer. He's got a couple more years experience. Yes, at League Two. He did pretty well in at League Two level for what it was. He was a bit injury. He's had some injuries, which make him fit in at QPR. But um, my, my concern with him always is just he looks really slight and he's, you know, is, is he too lightweight for the championship? As a technical footballer, I think he's really good. I think, you know, he was third for dribbles completely in League Two, got 10 goals. You know, he scored some amazing goals and he's one of the best at carrying the ball in that division. So I think he can offer something on the wing for us. But is he a off-the-bench player? You know, it still feels like we're super light in the forward areas and centre-back. We haven't got a right-back. You know, there's a lot, of, a lot of stuff to be done still. And that's what concerns me. And Chris's point about getting them in before the tour, I think I completely agree. You want them in, you want them to build the camaraderie. And as I say, if it's a tight-knit group, the longer they're there together, the better that's going to be, and especially in an Ainsworth sort of set up. So, yeah, maybe maybe we'll get one or two in before the, you know, the was it the end of the week? There they go, or for Austria? It's, yeah, it's the end of the week, yeah. isn't it? I think there's going to be, I think, um, I just think QPR is a bit of a harder sell now than it was maybe the last two seasons to a player. I don't know. Um but, uh, you know, I mean, 
where we finished. I, I just think if you're a, if you're a player looking at QPR, if I'm a player looking at QPR, I take my bias away. I'm thinking, hmm, I'm not too sure about. That. I'm not too sure. And actually, I think if you look at the other clubs as well, there's some money floating around this summer, isn't there? Which wasn't last summer, last two summers. Some of these clubs that we're competing with are offering money. You look at Birmingham, you look at Hull. Right, Swansea are just bidding for that three million for that Sims, but they've got that pyro up front. Who he could just go tomorrow for 15, 20 million. Ipswich, right? Bristol money. City are spending. Ipswich have got loads of money. These are our direct competitors, really, in the league, and they're all spending money. We can't. I mean, I, I just don't think we've got any money to spend whatsoever. So I just, yeah, I just think we're a bit of a harder sell, and, and I think unless we're throwing big wages at players, I think we're gonna. This is it's, it's going to be a tough summer for Gareth. Doug, I don't know what you think, mate. Uh, I mean, it's hard to disagree with what you've just said, really. Um, I mean, we've got a state-of-the-art new training facility. Is that going to play a part in getting prospective players in? Like, we haven't had that recently. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, people used to come to us and say, like, oh, that like QPR's training setups like atrocious. Now they won't say that. But like you said, the club itself isn't possibly in such a good position as it should be. So then the sell was even harder. I mean, it'd be a selling point, wouldn't it? But but I guess also it's it's so much better. I think we get a bit like it's so much better than what it was, and it is amazing from what we're saying. But I want, like there are a lot of clubs that have got good training grounds, especially in our league at the moment. So I don't, you know, but that's what I'm saying, isn't it? You're... As much as we've got that, how much does that make a difference now to getting a player in? Don't know. Difficult, isn't it? I fancy. Yeah. Do you know what I like there? Go on, go on, Chris. I think the, the main thing is always going to come down to money, isn't it? Yeah. It's the same with most people who are moving jobs in any industry. That's going to be the the first point you go to. Then we're kind of looking at that next stage down. Okay, is money either comparable or close enough? Then we really push the, the training ground. It is interesting in both the interviews with Smith and um, uh, Zayad, the other new signing, that it's almost like the press and social team have said right just make the first thing you say in this interview about the amazing facility which i totally understand and i get it but you do laugh a little bit when it's the first thing they say um but i'm sure as like smith's been at Leighton orient don't know where they train obviously he used to he was with us and um would have seen what we had at harlington um zayad yeah well fulham train at motspur park but compared to what he had at barnsley next year last year yeah, obviously that's a massive step up, so it probably is really impressive to them. But it is a little bit funny that I think if we brought in seven signings, the first line in everybody's interview would be the new facility is absolutely amazing. Um, yeah. Well, I think I prefer that the Mick Bill saying you saw this kid play when he. <laughs> <laughs> I've been following this kid, this kid for for a while. Uh, yeah, he does that in ranges. I've seen a couple of ranges interviews. At least the I training is not going anywhere. Very I true. Bradley Dak, you know. Do you? I like. If we can sign, I know it's unlikely, but I mean, you know, I think the Lewis Wing rumor, from what we believe, is there's something there. But how how far down the line it is, and we haven't got a clue. But there's definitely some interest from us. But the Bradley Dak one, I don't don't think we are. But. What I'm saying is, I don't know why. I just, I'd be quite happy with it. I don't know why. Well, like we said, like the Bradley Dak one is probably we've actually we probably have inquired what's his wage demands, this kind of stuff. His agent's gone. There you go. QPR are interested, trying to build up a little bit of more, getting some more like, championship clubs interested. I don't see it happening. His injury record is atrocious. Yeah. Which makes makes me think we will sign him. <laughs> like, but on his day, he's got some quality and ability. But I just don't think he will play enough games for us, and I can't justify well, off because we'd have to offer him fifteen k minimum. He'd only go if we lose a chair or a Willick, right? Because otherwise, you're stopping Richards. Then what's the point of signing him if if you're going to bring in someone like Bradley Dak? Yeah. I guess kind of similar positions. Um, I think, so I can't hard, see it as we are now. It's hard to gauge what Ainsworth's like formation is going to be this year, what his style is going to be, because we haven't got a full squad yet. No. Like, there's no obvious signings he's getting that we oh, okay, we're going to play with wingers, oh, we're going to play with wing backs. Like, there's nothing to say what it's going to be yet. I um, we were definitely in for Berkovich the keeper, right? So 
I don't know what that says or what that means, but we would certainly have, we were in talks with him. So I don't know what that means for Seni. I mean, we see he's he's linked to 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 going out. Um, I mean, I'll take the money personally. I mean, I said on the pod enough last season that you know if we can get any kind of half decent money for him, I'd let him go. I don't know what your boys, what you have you changed your tune? You were all with me last year, but I'm still with you. I'd say a year left on his contract. Yes, Jack. Right, I would, I would sell him. Yeah, definitely. Um, what would you sell him for? What would well, be a good deal? What do we know? Goalkeepers don't tend to go for loads of money anyway, unless they're like really young and English in this country. But I would say you get one one and a half to three mil. I reckon it's in that ballpark, personally. I don't think you'd get much more. It might even be less, but he had a down season from his from a stats point of view. Um, he wasn't Joe Lumley bad on the old um, expected goals goals prevented metric where Lumley's basically putting 10, 10 in his own net season. But the end was pretty bad like for his standards because we've he, seen him be... But he was so bad, mate. So bad. He, was, he wasn't great, yeah. Compared to the things we've seen him when he's on his form, on his day, I thought best keeper in the league, pound, pound for pound. But it, like a lot of players, he seems to take his eye off the ball, you know? Um, I'll, so. I'll play a bit of like devil's advocate and just say, like, give the argument for Sandy staying. Like, it's, he, like you said, like he was a season and a half ago, one of the best keepers in the division. Like, he was making all those worldly saves, he was commanding in his box. And like, like you could see why loads of clubs would be interested in why he was being linked to like Everton and West Ham at one point, because he has that about him. He has he's a big lad. He's got presence, but like, it's difficult, isn't it? Because we are a selling club. If the money comes in, you've got to take it. But who are we going to get in that is going to be as good as him? Uh, Begovic Beg- on his way down out of his career. Is that who we uh, really wanted? Well, Ula, like, let's put it this way. Okay, say say I know it's not going to happen now, but. It's- Say we sold Seni to Borough for 1.5 million, maybe a few add-ons, whatever, and we brought him in. Would you have been unhappy with that? Is that what you're saying? Like, it's not so much I would have been unhappy, but there's no. It's not like we're getting somebody who's got the potential to be better than Seni. We're getting somebody who's going to be there for a season, possibly two, and then we've got to look again. And there's no selling oh. value. There's no. There's no money back from him. Like, if, it... if we're going to replace Seni, in my opinion, it'd be better off getting a younger keeper. Like we could have got that kiddie that was at on loan at um, Barnsley. What was um was it in uh, it's, Isted? Isted, 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 yeah. yeah. Like he was available for a free. Like if we'd been more proactive, knowing that there was interest in Senny, you could have got him in on a free. And he's got he's got experience, but he's also got potential for another sell on. Yeah, but you you just take you, you go so you bring in someone in right on a free or a loan for a keeper, right? And you use that money that you've got on a different position where we really need someone, and then you come back to the keeper like next summer. Do you know what I mean? Like that's how yeah. I would see it. Yeah, but that's what I was saying. Like there was an option if we knew there was interest in in Senny at the start of like, at the end of the season. Say you knew if they knew, they could have been looking at keepers that were available. To then rather than going for Begovic, who's what thirty six, like why? Like he's he's got another year two max, and then there's no sell on value. It's just dead money. Yeah, but like we're, we, we're not that kind of club. We don't need to be that kind of club. We need to be getting younger players in that we can then sell on in two years' time. That's the model of the club. That's what they say. That's what yeah, they keep you pushing need experience. At us constantly. We've lost so much experience. Some, having him at back there, yeah, but, I think, would be... I don't know, Jack, how many games Jack, has he played Chris, recently? Come on. Yeah, I think the Begovic signing felt a little... I know he's probably a class above, but it felt a bit like David Marshall trying to plug the gap with like David Marshall type of signing. Like you there do a season, six months, whatever, you know, just to, like, make the drop-off not as bad. But what, what I'm feeling with the end is that the, the drop-off, you know, we could improve on that position if we play, if we recruit properly. But it really depends how much the money they want to invest in it, how much we get for the end. We've got, you're talking about up-and-coming keepers. We've got Joe Walsh, you know. It's safe, it, yeah. He's supposed to be, like, a real, really good prospect. He hasn't done much he hasn't made really he hasn't had a chance to get through i think when he had that keeper crisis he was also injured in that period as well otherwise i'm sure he would have played but jordan archer they extended his deal didn't they this summer so we've got him for a year so do you just roll roll the dice and just go well is the drop off from an out of form dieng to a an average or in form archer that much can we survive? i don't think so i mean and you spend the money some 
somewhere else, right? You get 1.5 million odd that you go and buy someone else in a different position that we need, right? Um, that w- that would be my thinking, Chris. Would you me you yeah, <laughs> I think that the going back to the like we kind of well we aim to sign someone's replacement while they're coming up into their peak. That's why we signed Joe Walsh. But is the management of him, i.e., where we've sent him on loan to get him the right experience, is that where the floor in the system is? Because didn't he go to like was it Harrow Borough? I might be quoting that wrong. Um, but we signed him from Gillingham where he played games, so League Two. Why were we not going, okay, what League Two team wants to sign him on loan, get him a full season there last year, similar in the way to when Senny went to Doncaster, he had other loan spells before that. So right. they're at least playing games. Remember when, um, when Lumley was number one and making mistakes, every Tom, Dick and Harry was like, Senny's the best keeper since sliced bread on loan at Doncaster, why don't we play him? No one saw him play, but he came in and was really good. Like, not saying that exact thing is going to happen with Joe Walsh, but the, and I think this kind of sums up the club really. You kind of did the right thing for maybe step one to five, but steps five to 10 is where you fell down. You've got to do it all the way through um, because we could have been looking at, if he'd had a loan spell last year, we could have been going, okay, we'll sell Dieng for whatever number it is. Walsh will slot in. You give him a go. He, he was decent last year, wherever he'd been. And we're like, okay, we're quite happy with that. We've banked some money. We move on. But now we're like, okay, probably be Archer, which again, I don't really have a huge problem with. I'm trying to trying to say keepers don't make a huge difference. But then I think back to when Smithy's basically kept us in the league. And I'm like, that was... Remember when we said three point Was it 3.5 he went for? We were like, that's peanuts. Now you think, God, that was massive money. Is he available? Where, is it? Is it, where did he go? Third he choice at Leicester. It? Yeah, so he was at Leicester, wasn't he? Yeah. He's available. Must be. What I'm trying to say is, like, I'm, bit, I'm saying what Chris has said. Well, actually, Chris has said what I'm saying. Whatever way. We're saying the same thing. That selling Senny and bringing in leave either Archer or someone on loan or a free and reinvesting that money somewhere else, uh, that would be better. Unless we're going to go out and buy a keeper for two, three, four million, which we, we aren't going to do, are we? The thing is, relying on Archer also means relying on having a solid defence, which we haven't didn't have last season. Like that, you build, the you case build Senny, your, foundation, though, your, your foundations are built from the back, aren't they? But you'd say on his day, Senny's better than Archer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course he is. So yeah. the thing is, like, you build, like, you, you you win games by not conceding goals, and we leak goals like the Titanic last last season. Do you know what I mean? Literally, every team was scoring against us. We weren't didn't look solid hardly ever. Like, how many we how many clean sheets did we get? Like, we conceded like the most goals in however many years at home and stuff, and all that. All the statistics back back up that we were awful and we were leaky. Yeah, but he's the highest goal- scoring goalkeeper in the league. That's huge. <laughs> That's got to add a lot of money to his price tag. So, yeah, sort of play devil's advocate. Let's say we kept him, so we didn't sell him, and he had the best season of his career. Yeah. Like he, he, was, he responded ten out of ten. He'd still live on a free next summer because yeah. he wouldn't sign a new deal because he'd have to perform until January. Then, if we we would desperately try to sign, get him signed to a contract, why would he sign one? Like. Yeah, and it's a great point. And this is where the club is at the moment, right? They're in a, they're in, if, with our the way we deal with contracts or have done historically, we don't make the right decision, right? And we leave it too late. We've got Chris Willock there, right? Who I don't know what he's going to be like next season, if he's going to stay or not, right? But if you don't get a half decent offer for him, you keep him. But you keep him and he does well, he's just going to go for free in the summer, isn't he? So, but, but what, what do you do? You've got. You know, we had Lyndon Dykes. Had he not signed that contract, I'm not too sure he'd have been here next last next season. You know, Senny's last year. You know, what Fields but, in his last year, really next in like next year. But but this Sam is why Field. it's so important yeah, we get the director of football in ASAP because they can address all these situations, all these players whose contracts are getting to the say the two year, eighteen month stage now, because they're the ones we've got us think. Okay, are they good enough to stay? If they are, we've got to be offering them an, like an extension so that we're not in this cycle every single summer where our best players have got a year left and we know they're not going to sign a new deal with us. 
Yeah. And I'm, yeah. I'm sure there's half half the championship fans in this league are saying exactly the same thing. Um, but it is it is just so tough, isn't it? Because we know players will get better deals when they leave on the free. And then clubs are just like, okay, so do you try to sign a player on a four-year deal at the start to get two years out of them because you know you kind of going to have to sell after two to get yeah. decent money? Like it's, I suppose uh, th- this is another problem with the Bosman ruling, isn't it? That was brought in to protect players from like greedy owners and people like that. But now it's given players far too much power with regards to their contract situations. Do you know what the thing about the keeper, and not just the keeper, but also Ilias Chair, Lyndon Dykes, the DFO? Why? Are, ugh, this is one of the things that QPR annoy me so much. We're very reactive. We don't ever, like, we don't feel like we're ever think, oh, actually, I mean, we all know now there's a good chance that any of these players can go, right? There's a good chance Les was going to leave, right? Why are we not prepared better? Why? Why is the silly DA going and we're being linked to a thirty-six year old? I'm not saying that he, you know, I wouldn't have took him, but because I, oh, I would have. But it feels like Jack said very like, who's about? Can we get him? Like we should have already known that, right? Why are we playing away from home the first game of the season? Yes. <laughs> why are we playing away? <laughs> well, <laughs> that's because I'm... the club was selling selling out the stadium to fans. Like Ilya's chair, right? We should have free backup with players ready to go. Right, as soon as we sell him. We say to Leicester, fine, whoever it is, if he does go, Bundesliga or whatever's been linked, you can have him, but let's, we should get a player in quickly first. And we've got these three players. We go out and we do what we need to do. You know, like we just don't have that, do you? And it's probably not as easy as that, but do you know what I mean? I feel but like then, we don't do that. Isn't this where the director of football needs to be in communication with the board and the management to know what their situation is? Like, So we know players, are because obviously the director of football will know that clubs are interested in certain players because they'll sound out, uh, we're interested in Ilias. What is like, what do you value him at? What's his contract situation like? Like, So are they not having conversations with other clubs about the players that potentially are going to go to then discuss with the manager? Oh, Ilias could go. If he does, let's draw up a short list of two or three names who we want to replace him, depending on what money we got. Like, well, it makes a... Maybe, maybe they are we're just not privy to it you know like i don't know if there's like maybe. coating them off too much maybe like and there it is that's as good as it gets on this stage nissan townstar ev strikes again it's an unstoppable van unstoppable Look, just fantastic you can actually see the pro pilot technology in action effortless parallel parking it moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty and with a bench full of all-star van experts there's real strength in depth here that's all-star quality search nissan townstar ev and visit your local all-star van center to see for yourself Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah, it's frustrating that we feel like we are very reactive. I completely agree with that point. I feel like we are off the pace on so many things as a you know, functioning club. But you don't know. Like Maybe you'd like to think that Ainsworth has a shortlist of players that he's collaborated with within the club and they're ready to go. They just went for sales. But to Chris's point... The, the process should be you have these replacements in, like the Taylor Richards signing, I presume, was he was in so that when Willock or a chair is sold, he can step up. Now, that's looking likely that that's going to happen with some or one of those two players or both could go. So is Taylor Richards ready to step up? Is he ready, ready made replacement there? And if you can get him on a pitch for long enough, he's, he's a bit of a dark horse for me for next season. I think if, we, if he's on the pitch, that is, I think that he, he's got... Uh, but... I don't think he developed last season like we thought. I mean, we'd already had a deal in place, right? In the summer, we must have thought highly yeah. of him and we must have thought that he could do something to put that in. Um, you can't foresee what happened to him and whatever, but he's obviously not developed. So we're a year behind, a bit like Sinclair. Sinclair should be further ahead in his development, I think, than what he is now. I mean, you know, he should have gone out on low last season. It was a wrong decision. Again, you can't, you know, it's... 
you didn't know what was going to happen with injuries and stuff, but he, we should have a Sinclair Armstrong. He's been on loan at Don, I don't know, wherever, right? And he's got 10 goals and he's battered defenders and he's ready to go, right? But what yeah. we've got I mean, now... The season is before Sinclair last, Armstrong. he went... Season before last, he went on loan to Torquay, right? National League loan, sensible. The next season, you make a step up, you go on loan to a League Two club, where your most important thing, where you are going to play, which I'll come on to another Mm. player who we recently re signed a new deal for, which I don't understand. So then they've got the development. So then you have a pre season with us and you can emerge yourself in. Like, I don't know whether we were actually going to talk about it. Signing Duke McKenna to another year. I really don't understand this at all. Yeah. Nothing against him personally. He's had a 10-minute sub-appearance versus Everton in the Cup where he flew into a lot of challenges. Everyone liked his attitude and they're clinging on to that to be like, this is great. He went on loan to Leighton Orient and hardly played last season. But now we're willing to give him a year deal. I don't get it. Because well, I think it's got something right. to do with the subs, doesn't it? I think so. Oh. The fact it's nine subs and we need players on there. But what you're doing is, you're, I agree with you, you're blocking a... a a youngster like who could possibly, you know, because is he going to come on? And if he is, is he going to come on for long? Yeah, like, or is he going to be the, yeah, sort of ninth man on the bench all the time? I just don't. But does this go back to the fact that even in, in like the, the B team reserves, youth, youth level, we haven't got anybody capable of stepping up again? As that's proved. why, that's why we're signing McKenna to another year because there's nobody ready to make that next step up. To be a, a ninth sub on the bench, I can't just remember. to gain Someone that experience. It. Someone said it on a last year. I can't remember another pod or written. I can't remember. Um, but you need players like George Thomas floating around the squad who can, you know, sit on the bench, come in, cup games, come in here and do it. There's nothing you could do about it because they're not going to lack quality, aren't they? I'm not saying Duke McKenna is that person. I don't, I don't think he's good enough, but I don't know. You need. But then, surely, if Ainsworth saying he wants a smaller squad, but then we've got nine subs, like, because that can mean, like, what happens if someone gets injured or we have two or three players out injured and we still need to fill those nine substitute spots? Like, that's a match day squad every week of 20 players. You have to fill the bench because I know you when... you, obviously you don't have to, do you? That, but then, like, we're, that's putting us at a disadvantage to say a, say a squad like Leicester, who will fit that <laughs> bench with quality players at this level. Uh, we can't even get youngsters on the bench. Well, in terms of filling the squads, I saw that they announced that they released Martin, but then the West London oh, sport... Literally, I was just about to ask you, Jack. It says, yeah, like, so I'm off that he's in talk still, and then you see a Blackboard talking to him, and Derby might be interested and all that stuff. But for me, like, he was a needs-must sign-in at the time because, as Duncan said, we didn't have anyone to step in to fill the whole dikes. Martin came in, did well, as well as uh, Chris Martin at 34 could be four goals you know since his debut you know we scored 12 goals total since his debut in february he scored four of them twice as many as any other player in the squad so he did contribute he scored some you know important goals he was you know it was a you know it was a good signing for what he was but for me it's like you shake hands at the end of the contract and you say right thank you very much chris martin off you go you know drop, you know he's probably gonna drop down a level Right, you know, and continue his career in the lower, the lower leagues. But for us to be sniffing around and maybe getting him back, does that say that we've got, you know, no one else coming in potentially? Exactly. Like, we've got That's no idea. Like Ainsworth really loved him. I get it. But like, surely there's like, there's other options, you know, than that. And that, that, that's, I like Chris Martin. I've said it on the podcast before. I really like the sort of player that he is. I have a soft spot for those target men that link the play and get on the end of things. I like those players. But and they would suit an Ainsworth team, but surely there's a player 10 years younger or seven, eight years younger than Chris Martin that we could maybe get from a League Two or something like that. I don't, yeah, that's what I find concerned about all the rumours so far. It's not Bradley Dack with his two ACL injuries he's had in his past or Lewis Wing because he played for Wickham. It's more that what's the vision? You know, what's the, how are we going to progress as a club? What are we doing signing someone that is 35 soon? You know, that is my concern. It was funny because I, I feel I've messaged you new Doug. I was like, thank God for that. We're not getting here. I think I said, I think I thought he was on the wings in case Dykes went. We had, we left him there just in case it was sort of, you know, that something was going to happen there. So when he signed his contract and then Martin came sort of left, didn't he, like a week, it got announced like, you know, a week later or whatever. I thought, oh, great, that's that done. And then bloody two hours later, I saw a, 
an article saying we're still in talks. I still think he'll go somewhere else, though, if I'm honest. I think we already offered him a year, and these League One clubs are going to offer him two or something, I read, so I don't know. And the thing is, they have the option of probably like offering a bit more minutes as well. I don't because he knows if depending on what formation we play, Dykes is number one. He's going to be playing second fiddle. Does he want to play at League One level, but be playing every week rather than just sitting on the bench get, getting a smaller pay packet? My nightmare was still coming true. Then I had a vision on the first day of the season. We've got Martin and Dykes up front with. Dezel in the middle of centre midfield with Jimmy Dunn and Kakai at right back and oh and that, that, that could still happen. Yeah. Gubbins at centre back. Gubbins comes in at centre oh. back because Salt was injured. Um <laughs> like, so just left and we've brought in the bloody yeah, oh, I don't know. Really. That, uh, I do have a point though, like I can see why I know it's probably to do with the pitch renovation, but I know that you know maybe they wanted to move the the opening game to away from home because we got more points away from home last season than we did at home. <laughs> maybe they want to continue that trend, but it's quite interesting. The last time we would have opened a league season with two away games at the start was eighty three eighty four, finished fifth in the top flight, which is you know not to be sniffed at. And then the last, <laughs> and if you look at our fixtures, four of our first five league games are going to be away from home, and that's the first time since nineteen twenty six twenty seven. That's happened for us in a league season. So very, very unusual um, set of opening fixtures for us. And they're not easy ones either, if you look at them. They're quite, quite tricky, aren't they? Hang on, the pitch, is it, is it me or is it smaller? Have I imagined that or have I seen the wrong pictures or is it just an optical illusion? Or I think it's just probably an optical illusion because it's just sand at the minute, isn't it? Honestly, mate, there's like <laughs> a thing around it. There's like a... No, but they're, they're tarmacking around the outside, aren't they? Yeah. So for that's where like the artificial grass will, for the subs is going to be. Right. Okay. So the the the, the around, outside of the pitch is going to be artificial grass where the subs run up and down, so it doesn't get worn out. And obviously the pitch will then be the nice new grass. But apparently it's because it's been ten years since we last had a pitch change, so you have to do a bigger pitch change for whatever like reasons. But obviously, they were club was selling out charity games and fan games to raise funds at the, after the season finish, and that's what's put the pitch back because they couldn't start the work straight away at the, after the Bristol game. So uh, apparently, the pitch and this is again just rumor, believe me if you want, but uh, it's cost us two million pound. Uh, yeah, new, probably th- that new pitch. Do so, you think like the thing is like I, I I listened to a really like anal podcast about <clears throat> pitches, uh, literally. <laughs> The amount of money and like groundsmen and all the stuff that goes into it, like they have people in Holland, like literally growing the special turf for football pitches. So like it would cost you an absolute fortune to get that kind of special turf yeah. to be right for a football pitch. I'll tell you what though, I want to move on quickly. Um, and I want to, there's what I do agree with and I, and I like about what the club have done this summer. I feel like they've made the right calls on everybody so far in relation to the players out. Um, I, I can't disagree with any of them. I don't. I, I don't know about anyone else, but I think, you know, it would have been easy to give a Luke Amos another year, right? It would have been, you know, it would have been easy to keep Steph there for a little bit, see what happens, right? I just feel like that, and all the players that have left as well. I just feel like they've got that right. Yeah, I think like you got what Hammerlinen's gone, Owens, Alpha, yeah, Shadipo. I mean, the big ones, though, like the, the, Johansson's a big one, and I, I agree with that one. I think he, he looked a bit, he, he, from what he was probably getting paid to how many minutes he was getting on the pitch, didn't seem like he had the legs anymore. Um, probably worth getting rid of him, as they did. Dickey, it's a shame he went for what he went Oh, yeah, Dickey, yeah. But I think, again, year left on his contract, he would sell. I, I get why they've done it. I don't, I don't disagree with that. Um, Amos agree i think that's a good one uh, i think he wasn't ever going to cut it for us unfortunately so i mean what balligan training with us potentially coming back so you've got another chris martin situation we are short at center half uh, whether and balligan when he played was okay you know he was good in some games made rickets in the others but would he add valuable experience to the back um we kept clean sheets we've been done at center back last season at the time so uh, yeah, maybe, but again, it's, my Martin point stands with Balogun. Maybe there's better, younger options and cheaper options maybe than him. But 
No, I think the calls have been right. I wouldn't mind seeing the Rubenham back, but I don't think we've got any chance of him coming back to play under Gareth Ainsworth when he's not going to complete any passes. So, <laughs> yeah, so I can see why you want to put him to a team that plays passing football. Yeah, I think that goes back to a point, Ben, you made earlier in terms of it's we're a tougher sell this summer than we were last summer. Absolutely. Obviously, Bill was here, so that was an easy thing for Tim to go, cool, I can be managed by a guy I know, and a guy who really likes me. But if... If we were to say to Tim or to try and get him back, the style of football we're going to play, well, who knows what we're actually going to play, but our perception of what we're going to play, is that appealing to him? Or are there probably 10 other championship clubs who would go, come and play for us, which are probably going to be more appealing for us? It, we've got to kind of sell him on, did he love the players he played with? Did he actually enjoy his time under Ainsworth? Because we said at the end of last season, he still put such a shift in. He was still a great player, even when we all, or a lot of people would have thought, oh, he's not going to do this. A young lone player in a style he doesn't want because he's an academy player, blah, blah, blah. Complete opposite. And we're probably reading a lot into random Instagram comments from other players that two words that they say to each other or the emoji they use. Like As fans, we're diving into the smallest little thing. I mean, it's not going to happen. But he, I, I don't think he'll be at Villa. He will go somewhere on loan. But yeah. I mean, yeah, Luke Amos completely agree. I haven't even seen him linked with anybody. Is he not um, signed? I haven't, unless I've missed it. I haven't seen it. Derby? I saw him linked somewhere. Yeah, it feels like he goes to a League One club at this stage. Yeah, you're right. And I mean, there's lots of players out there, isn't there? That's the, um, so you know, not there's not many clubs out there that have gone out and bought a shed loads of players in. So I, I think there's a hell of a lot of players out there. So it's not panic time, is it? But it is still. We need to start getting skates on, don't we? And start bringing in some players, like you said, before the pre before the tour. Um, but then, if you lose your you, you really chairs or you, you Chris Willocks or you said he Diegs. I don't know, it's, it's like you said, what do we do? I think we'll this might be reading a bit too much in. If at the kit launch tomorrow, if Senny isn't doing the keeper kit there, he's not here next season. Yeah, if it's Archer who's being like the PR keeper guy, then or if anyone Joe Walsh, then Senny's gone, in my opinion. It's not um, bad, because though, you don't it? use I mean, the PR move. I mean, that's only if a deal is on the table, isn't it? Like, it could be interest, but nothing solid. So, yeah, true. Like, as if there's no been like bids actually been put in, then why would they not put him? He's number one. So it's whether or not an actual bid has been put in or is on the table. What well, I would do, I, I said this to Doug, right? If I was, <laughs> if, I, if I was at QPR, I'd be when the curtain comes back. We just got a new side in, just stood there with the kit. Right, is that gonna happen? Yeah, it's Chris happen? Martin. Yeah. Three signing the three. <laughs> yeah. Let's see oh, if that was Lewis Wing. Modeling the double XL, Chris Martin. <laughs> oh mate. Oh, uh, you said it. He did score some important goals last season, didn't he? But sometimes I watched him, and I was like, "What is going on?" Like he, him the dykes up front is not. No, anyway, quickly, DFO, have we got any any thoughts on what and who what and uh, what they need Steve to do? Steve Gallen was the, the lead name, wasn't he, in that West London art, uh, West London Sport article. And I guess you look at it, it ticks a few boxes. He knows the club, history of it. Um, yes, but, has he, you know, he's done pretty good at Charlton overall. I mean, some Charlton fans probably say similar to what we might have said about Les Verdon at times, you know, reading on Twitter, but not the best gauge. But overall, I think he's done good i mean he sold us mccauley bond didn't he <laughs> so i think you know the only that's a reason I, not to have him <laughs> the only reason the only thing i worry about is obviously like would would he be clashing with like a chris ramsey or would he be like you know the guy that kind of came in to do the youth stuff in his place so i don't know what is he if he's director of football he'd be above him wouldn't he sure yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. maybe that's not an issue but no I, i'd be happy with gallon and um, he knows the lower leagues maybe he'd be a bet because you read read the read between the the the, last, the articles about Ferdinand going clashing about transfers targets with Ainsworth stuff like that. Would a Steve Gallen with his you know League One you know he's been in League One for the last few years would he clash as much with the sort of players Ainsworth would be bringing in or want to bring in maybe not. 
Yeah. Yeah, who else was linked? There's a couple of other links. Warburton. Anyone anyone take Warburton Dunk? No. No. Warburton's not going to come... You've got Warburton, who started off our whole kind of philosophy of passing the ball from the back, building up from the back, like having players like Willock and Cher in the team, to having him as a director of football, wanting certain players, and we've got Ainsworth. Like, it just doesn't go. Like, you're not going to get a director of football in just to then sack the manager we've only brought in three months ago. After having another two managers before that in the same in the same season, like the director of football, that's why Les has walked is because he, him, and Ainsworth obviously weren't agreeing on targets. They weren't agreeing on a philosophy, and Les has gone. I've getting all this shit from the fans. I've had enough of this. I'll see you later. Because Les wasn't pushed out the door. Les walked. Yeah, Chris, do you think he jumped before the ship crashed, um, <laughs> so to speak? Are we going to be sat here? What my think... question is, we're going to be sat here in the next season going, oh, he knew. I think it was actually, listening to his interview, she felt quite sad for him. Um, when he kind of listed through things he'd done, everybody in every job, right, makes mistakes. And obviously now we live in this such a small bubble of you know, your football passion and social media fans wanting everything five minutes ago and don't have a long-term plan, just looking at, right, sign 10 players and I want them all to be world-class. Like, he had an incredibly difficult job. Yeah, not everything went right, but, yeah, it was, Billy's end was quite disappointing listening to that. Um, you think where we were at the start and how he had to so bring down the wage bill, huge amounts. Yeah, not every appointment was great. We've talked about how he brought, or, I think Warnock told us himself how he brought Hasselbank in when Warnock thought he was going to get the job. No heads up to that. Yeah, not not the best thing there. But as I said, everybody makes mistakes. But it was very clear to me the board weren't going to get rid of him or who's. Because if that if they were planning on that, it would have happened a week after Bristol City. Then that gives you the full summer to be able to do it. So, yeah, I kind of feel a lot has gone on behind the scenes and yeah if he's not seeing eye to eye with Ainsworth he probably thinks I can't do this anymore this is going to be too difficult a season and I'm going to get annoyed a lot so I'm I'm done or is it that he's going to get pelt more pelters even more from the fans yeah I mean that kind of yeah. combined with it he probably sees how difficult the role is going to be especially if he's not lined up with the manager if you've got two people who bind together you can kind of um, combine together and look, look, we're a, we're a strong unit, strong double act here. We can push through all of this, any of this negativity we get. But if you're at odds with kind of the guy who reports into you and then you're getting a load of flack, it's not, if you imagine that in any role that anybody listening to this does in their own work, that's not enjoyable, is it? Um, yeah. He's paid enough though. He got paid a hefty wage. Yeah, I just I never really take that argument. People get paid a lot of money in all all jobs. Yeah, you have to deal with some shit, but everybody wants to enjoy what they do. And if he's sort of going home all the time, seeing the abuse he gets, his family see the abuse he gets, and he thinks, I was a legend at this club, I am a legend at this mm. club. Is this really worth it? Like, kind of doesn't matter if you're getting paid twenty mil a year. That's still yeah. going to affect you. Um, I'd be really happy if Steve Gallen came in. I think yeah. he's done an amazing job at Charlton. Their ownership has been a complete and utter mess for years, and he's still managed to push through that. Um, people can criticise our owners, but it's not the mess that a lot of other clubs are. So he'd have some stability from that point of view. Um, yeah, he signed Raksaki on loan from Palace last year. He's one of the best players in League One might be being very optimistic, but if he came to us, could we get Raksaki on loan next year from Palace? You never know. Palace might go, he had Lee one loan last year. Now he can have a championship loan. Right. We need um, to get it sorted. We need to get it sorted yeah. soon. I guess that. Jack, quick one. I've got a couple of things I want to ask. Jack, first, do you think Gareth Ainsworth is, do you think he has... Got a bit of unfair stick. Do you think that the way? Do you think we're going to be playing the way we play towards the end of the season? Do you think? I, I always thought it was 
as much of a needs must as much as he, that's how he wants to play. But he keeps saying he wants to play attacking football, and he, you know, Dobson said that he, when you know we're we're not looking to play like that. Um, well, I feel like in the thirteen games he had, like he changed quite a few times. Like we we changed formations, we kind of changed the sort of you know from the Blackburn game to the Burnley game. There was a bit of a difference in terms of how we were playing. So I think he's going to be. There is some flexibility to him. I don't think he's as um, you know. Route one, you know, as people making out. Yes, he, he he seems to prefer that. He is more of a direct coach. But I feel like if he's ever going to try and expand, this is the time in it at QPR with some of the ball players that we have. Like, yes, last season was needs must. So, you know, the football wasn't pretty. You know, there were some really awful games under him. You know, he took over a sinking ship. You know, and he, you know, back last four or five games, we started picking up points a bit more. And, you know, but the, the manner in which we did, like okay, Burnley and Stoke was like, no, I couldn't, I couldn't watch that all season. I don't know about you guys. I couldn't, you know, that would be a tough, tough sell. So I'm hoping there's a happy medium between us trying to be, you know, UPR, you know, attractive football and the Gareth Ainsworth style. Does it look like a Luton town? from last season, you know, direct, up, play in the right areas, you know, Warnock team, you know, under us where we'd get it up to help the target man and play off him, play it to Rapt and all that stuff. So um, I th- I think he got some warranted stick for the style of play, but some of it was not not fair either. So I, I said, you know, I've said to, um, to people, friends, family and stuff, I think we have to see what the squad looks like, what sort of team is he building. We'll start to get an idea with the sort of players are coming in. Lewis Wings, quite a technical player. You know, Paul Smith's a technical player. This Lakesh is a technical player. So, like, you know, not, these guys so far aren't cloggers. So, we, we'll have to see. Um, but I, I, my heart says, I re, you know, I, I think you'll be okay. I think we'll do all right under Ainsworth. We won't be, we, I, I don't think we'll be relegation fodder. You know, my heart is telling me, but my head is like, but look at the facts. Look at the first team players on the squad page right now on the website, you know look at how we played last season. It kind of had these contradictory thoughts going back and forth about Ainsworth. And, you know, rationally, he could be gone by like December, you know, October, December, that sort of period. If we're not doing very well, the board might panic. But, you know, I I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. I want to see how we're going to play. I want to see what sort of more players we're going to bring in. You never know, we could surprise people. We could be a lot better than we're dreading right now. The problem with a player direct football like that Right and playing the way we ended. If we do end up playing like that, it's a very it's it, Gareth Ainsworth needs to be careful a little bit because if we have a really bad start and you're not playing good football even remotely or playing like that, people and fans will turn quickly. Right, if if they're seeing that or seeing our home form as it's been continue on next season, um, yeah, he, he he could be in a bit of trouble. Doug, just a quick one, mate. Uh, before we end. Um, Paul Smith, Spife, is it Smith? Is, I had this debate when he was here last time. Paul Smith, we'll call him. <laughs> that might be his actual name. So we'll call him his actual name. Um, but it's funny, I was talking to a Luton, uh, Luton, a Lake Norient fan who asked me for a review on him when they signed him. So I asked him for a review this time. Which is quite nothing. I didn't expect to be doing that. But um, he was good, nothing but praise for him for the last... He, he said he had an injury towards the sort of start of the season. Um, for a month or two and he came back apparently he was an absolute beast um, and he's gutted that he didn't he didn't stay on and that he was he, he looked like he was going to score every time we got the ball in, in, in the opposition's half I know it's League 2 right so put it into perspective but but I'm just wondering what, you, what you're thinking and whether something so, am I wrong to, I'm probably mad but him and Armstrong with pace could that work? Oh, I mean, pace could work doing direct, having Dykes or even possibly a Martin flicking balls on like in behind for him to run onto could work. I mean, I was one of the ones that when he left, I wasn't bothered because I know a lot of fans thought he hadn't been given a fair crack of the whip and stuff. I hadn't seen enough personally. And the step up from League Two to Championship is big. And I'm... I don't... Again, it's not a signing that's made me go, I'm buzzing, he's back. Like, I feel like he's got potential. I know he's, he would have developed in the two years he's not been with us. But has he developed enough to be a starting championship winger 
is he here to start? Is he here just to be a squad player as an option off the bench? We don't really know yet. Like, and however we play, will just dictate how effective he is and how much we get out of him. Yes, having pace at the top end of the pitch, we've lacked in the last few seasons, probably since we lost Bright. But Bright was a much better player, in my opinion, than Smith will be. It's just whether he's he, he, he's learned to use his body better, hasn't it? Because like, look, he's not he's not got any bigger, right? He's still the same small person. So coming from a small person, by the way, so no <laughs> offense. Um, he um, so it's just whether he's learned. Well, he's definitely going to come back a better player, but has he learned how to? Do you know what I mean? Like when he adjusts his body, you look at his highlight reel; it looks really good, doesn't it? But I guess I've seen some good highlight reels. Then <laughs> watch the watch the player, and yeah. <laughs> Nothing like that, Chris. Quickly, mate, before before we end, any any views? Yeah, I mean, I think we've kind of said it across the pod. The decent squad player. We moaned most of last season about lack of pace. We've got someone in who's who's quick. Like that's that's a huge positive. He wants to be here. That's another positive. Um, and he's worked under the manager before. So yeah, basically, I've got no real complaints to be honest. Um, yeah, I think he can. How many players from midfield managed more than five goals last year? Maybe two. Probably just Cher and Willett. Like, I'd still expect Smith to get six plus. Um, that's what we need. Yeah, I can. We can dream in the next few weeks about playing well, direct balls to the Dykes flicking on and Smith and Armstrong causing a load of problems because that's what we have in preseason. You have the dreams that. This stuff can work. Lads, I'm going to ask you to end, right? I'll go first. I'm just, what I need you to think about is something. What, what When we catch up before the start of the season, the next pod, prediction on something that's going to happen, not left wing, but some, maybe something, just something that's going to happen that hasn't happened. Okay? Right? Is that right? Everyone understand the ask? Yeah. I am going to go... For Chris Willock is going to sign a new deal. Wow. wow! When you said that question, Willock was the first thing that came to my mind as well. <laughs> was it right? Yeah, I've just—I don't know why I've got something in my head that's telling me it's going to happen. I've got no intel, by the way. So, you know, I think Sani Diang will be sold to a championship team. Yeah. I think we're going to sell Sani. Ilias and Chrissy Willock for less than five million Ooh. combined. That's not really left wing. That's probably going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, mate, what do you reckon? Uh, I could scare Please everybody right Martin now by saying signing. Nico's going to sign, come back and sign an emergency <laughs> deal at 31st of August. Uh, I will. I'll go for Tim one then. We'll, we'll re sign Tim. Tim one loan. Nice. I nearly said, I'm going to say anyway, our back four on this first day of the season is going to be uh, Kakai, Balogun, Dunn, and um, Lakesh. Lakesh? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. That's too bad, isn't it? I don't know. It seems very, why, why are you dropping very realistic now. No, I know. I know. I don't know. Something's <laughs> going to happen to him. He's going to get injured or someone's going to come in with a stupid bid for him or something. I don't know. Some Dutch club. And then we're going to re-sign Nico Hamelite. No, I'm joking. Right. <laughs> alright that's cool alright we'll just leave well, it there hopefully when we meet up in a week or two it'll be more positive <laughs> I know we have every intention to be really positive don't we like literally we said it we're going to be positive and then oh. we reflect and we don't um, but hopefully by when we catch up before the season we'll have a few sign-ins and we'll have won a few pre-season games yeah everyone everyone up for that up for that Definitely. Possibly if we can some sidings. Cool. Right. about winning preseason games. Uh, fair enough. All right, lads. Thank you for everyone for listening. And um, yeah, we'll catch up in a few weeks. You are. You are. You are. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery 
Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. No, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.